This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. All right. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is an alleyway session. This is Oktoberfest at Munson Brothers. And I have Mr. Woods here with me. Brother, Absolutely. Eric, how you doing? Doing well. Glad to be back hanging out again. Man, that was one thing I was excited about when looking at the lineup and seeing, you know, some some guys who had played for us before. Right. And coming back to play again. And this festival atmosphere. Get right. to hang out. And you got uh, Dustin Gibson being our Toastmaster. Absolutely. <laughs> Doing great work with it, too. And, uh, you know, especially with Munson and Brothers, this place feels like family every time you come back. They always invite me back for the festivals and things like that. So it's it's always a pleasure to be back here. In well, man, since the last time that uh, we've talked, uh, you have been incredibly blessed and busy. Absolutely. So, uh, I, And I also uh, hear that you're working on a full band trying to get there we're trying to get there we uh i'm working as a duo now for the most part uh when i can get away with it and afford it and we're working towards putting a full band project together at least a four piece for now i'm trying to get some some venue shows and things like that and get out of the uh the restaurants a little bit yeah it's tough like singer songwriter like much respect for your songs man especially gathering rocks and carrying stones man i'm a huge fan of that song glad you opened their setup with it yeah and uh, just just hearing you go through your set, there was a uh, was that a Cheryl Crow cover? There was a Cheryl Crow cover. And me and Lance were talking. I was like, I've never heard a male cover that. And I was like, well done. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad you liked it. I uh, I kind of got the inspiration to do it uh, a from a friend of mine. Uh, he is uh, he goes by Burt Byler. He's a songwriter out of uh, Clinton, Mississippi. Okay. And I believe he was doing it in his sets, and I. I popped in and did a couple of songs with him, and that was one of them. And then I also heard a version by a band called Michael Sarah Palin. It's like a punk version, an emo, Midwest emo cover of that song. And that male vocal approach to it really got my attention. I was like, I, and I love when people kind of take that flip and, and sing songs that you know aren't from their perspective. Absolutely. And also, I mean, you, you did use me. And that's, that's yes. tough to pull off by yourself. It is. And it's one of those that I've found if you try to... There aren't a lot of technical aspects, but there are some that you can go for and you can shoot for the technical side of the mm-hmm. song. But I find if you can get in the groove and the heart of that song, people will let you get away with it. Absolutely, man. Well, Eric, uh, tell me a little bit about the adventure toward like wanting to step into the venues and more festivals and building a band. Like, it's one thing to be a singer-songwriter and play in the restaurants, but like, it sounds like you're really trying for the next level. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I I tend to be risk averse, and so I do a lot of things step by step. And so I would I would gig part time while working full time, and then I kind of backed off on work and worked part time and gigged a little more full-time and then took the leap into gigging full-time. And now that I've seen I can do that, I'm wanting to take the risk to play more of those festival-type shows where I'm out there just doing my material, just playing songs that I've written or been involved with in some way and seeing if people connect with it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, So what about uh, like in your off time, man? I know you're uh, almost every day on the road and like you got a show after this you're doing a two for today right got a two for today heading down to uh 
to Brandon after this to play a place called The Gallows. Always a fun little spot and uh, a lot of good folks hanging around there. Uh, and then tomorrow I'll get up uh, from Hattiesburg, drive down to Ocean Springs and play a nooner tomorrow with, uh, with my duo, with Carson Dyer, who's playing guitar with me. What are you doing in your downtime, man? How you uh, how you keeping sane? Trying to uh, stay outdoors as much as possible. Is that where you find an inspiration? I find a lot of inspiration in that. Uh, I was telling Carson uh, a couple of days ago that I've had more ideas and more just little one-liners and phrases and things that I feel like belong in a song in the past two months than I have in the two years prior to that. And I feel like a lot of that is getting outside. You know, I spent a lot of time. Uh, kayaking primarily, uh, but I've done some hiking. How'd you some... get into that, man? <laughs> man, I bought a kayak a year ago on a whim. I was like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a kayak. If we go out to the lake, I can paddle around, I can get to some good fishing spots, and it'll be cool to do. But then, turns out, where I live is 15 minutes in any direction from a boat ramp. <coughs> and so I can put in on the Bocoma River, the Tallahalla Creek, or Leaf River, Bowie River, I got all these right here, right by the house. And once I figured that out a couple of months ago, I got addicted to it. I can go out three, four, five times a week when the kids are in school and spend four or five hours on, on the water. You ever try to do any kind of fishing or is it just about being on the water? Man, I take a fishing pole every single time I go. I've told my wife I'm great at fishing, but I haven't figured out how to catch yet. I've not had a single bite on the river. I think it's been too hot. You know, I, I started getting out there in, in late July, early August, mm -hmm. and it hasn't been until this weekend that it's cooled down at all. And generally, I'm getting on the water at 10 and staying out till 2, so not a lot of fish biting that time of day, it turns out. One thing, I think we talked about it last time you were on, uh, but one thing I wanted to ask you, and it's just good for uh, other musicians to hear it, especially those who are trying to break out to get out of that nine to five and being a road warrior on the weekend. Uh, can you take me back to that moment to where you finally pulled the trigger and you was like, I am gonna get these shows and that's what I'm gonna do? Well, it started with, with two core companies that I was playing for. Uh, one based out of Jackson that's got five or six different locations. They do music on Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. And they book me five or six times a month. Then there's another place based out of Hattiesburg uh, called Sully's. There's a location in Hattiesburg, location in Pedal, and they opened up a location in Gulfport two or three years ago. When they added that third location, Sully's does music seven nights a week. And they have a rotation of probably 20 or 25 different Tyler musicians. will play that circuit. Our friend Tyler, Tyler Tisdale. Tyler Tisdale does play that circuit. Uh, Ryan and, and uh, Jesse McGee from Grits and Greens. We'll play that circuit. I finally met those guys Thursday night uh, at the Mockingbird. Did you hear them play? Or, you, no, you just met they, them. Yeah, they were there spectating. But, man, I had been singing their praises, and I was like, finally, they're in front of me. Right. They're <laughs> incredible. Good yeah. people. Uh, I don't know them well, but I know them through, you know, the Hattiesburg circles. Uh, but I do know their music, and I know that they are phenomenal. Uh, them along with Royal Horses, mm -hmm. based out of Hattiesburg, which Shelby Kemp, their front man, uh, he, he also plays the Sully's uh, circuit. So it's a, as far as restaurant circuits go, uh, there's a lot of talent in that circuit. A lot Man. of people play in original music. Carrie Hudson plays at Sully's. There you go. So there you go. Uh, Blue Mountain, and for those of you who are fans of the Blue Canoe and Tupelo, if you ever wondered where that came from, a Carrie Hudson Blue Mountain song 
Uh, and that was the inception of the name. So Absolutely. A little, little backdrop on that. And I, dude, just being at that songwriter night, it was uh, Tyler Tisdale, Drew Young, and uh, Carrie Hudson. And when and they would do a song a piece and tell a little story and play the song. And everybody in the room's ears would perk up right when it was Carrie's turn. There was just some, he's just a legend. They they know that whatever Carrie sings and whatever Carrie says. It carries weight because he is a legend. You know, he's been there and done that, whatever it is. He was in Athens, Georgia at the time of REM and Drive-By Truckers. Right. And his band was based out of Oxford, but they took a chance to move to Athens. They did. And, uh, man, they they were right in the heart of the Athens scene when it popped off. Right there at the uh, the 40-watt club. That's exactly it. And, uh, man, why they never blew up. I mean, they, they were a lot rootsier than... Than REM was and Drive By. Drive By is a little heavier, but you know, Blue Mountain was really rootsy and it's such a such a great act. And being able to see Carrie Hudson, you know, and now with him and his daughter, him and his daughter, and a fiddle player. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's wild. It's you know, when I moved to Hattiesburg, Anna was. Is there anywhere else in Mississippi you'd rather be? I feel like that is when they call it Hub City. Like, in my mind, dude, I, I've been going down there. I've been frequenting for the past three months, going down there at least once a month. Uh, that's the mecca of Mississippi music right now. It is. Uh, I will proudly say it. Uh, you know, at one time it was Jackson, but not right now. Not right now. And there are a lot of good artists out of Jackson. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good talent in Jackson. There are starting to be a few more venues in Jackson that are supporting local people. You know, you get more regional and, and national acts that can tour through Jackson. Uh, but there are starting to be a few more places that support that local scene, and I think you're going to see uh, a wellspring come out of Jackson pretty soon within the next couple of years of, of singer-songwriters and, and hip-hop artists and, and heavier bands, too. I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the heavy yeah. scene there. Uh, something Hattiesburg uh, did to Startville is uh, Startville has a DIY scene, and it's uh, punk and uh, new metal. Not not corn. Like what I mean by new metal now, it's like you know what those crazy teenagers are doing. Right. It, I guess I've, it's kind of sludgy. A little sludgy. Uh, kind of technical stuff. Yeah, a lot of math rock, like melodic hardcore. Yeah, something like that. But that's what they're doing, and it was inspired by the DIY scene of Hattiesburg. Right. Like MS Paint. Have you heard about those guys? They're they're, they're going places, buddy. They are. They're, they're, they're they are ready. places. Yeah. They're. <laughs> European touring, baby. Right. They and what just huge positive review on on Pitchfork or, or somewhere like that. That bands from Mississippi don't end up on those those sites a lot. Yeah, and what I'm what I've been really pushing. I think we talked about it a little bit last time you were on, but uh, it's about cooperation instead of being competitive. And so when you have somebody from the Mississippi as abroad or from the Hattiesburg scene, instead of why couldn't that be me and being jealous and being spiteful? Root for them, and maybe you'll get called up to the plate next. Right, and there's a lot of that in Hattiesburg. There's a lot of support in Hattiesburg, and a lot of these people are in bands with each other until the band starts to take off. And then once it kind of gets some ground tours around, then they'll solidify a lineup. But all of us, you know, interact and talk and, and go to the same open mics and play in the same bands and 
and do shows at the Grill and Grocery and, and Glory Bound and all those places in Hattiesburg. Shout out to Grill and Grocery, Absolutely. by the way. Uh, Grits and Green, man, they were wearing that Grill and Grocery, and like before Tyler got ready for his show, he had that shirt on, and that was my thing. It was like, is, does every musician in Hattiesburg sport Grill and Grocery? Grill and Grocery. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Grocery's the mecca. You know, if Hattiesburg is the mecca for the state, grilling groceries is the mecca for the city. That's where everyone congregates. That's where everyone hangs out. Ted and Carl that run the place are, are incredible owners, great supporters of the arts, and uh, there's not a better place that I could ask for to, uh, to have in Hattiesburg to support us. Where are you at? Like, uh, you got the duo. Are you writing towards that? Where are you at as far as writing? Are you working on anything right now? I am. Uh, I am trying to write more towards the duo, more towards uh, maybe something with a swampier, funkier feel to it. Uh, you got a very versatile voice. I do, and that's part, it's a blessing and a curse, because I never can decide what to do, <laughs> because it all works to some extent, uh, but i got to figure out what I enjoy doing, and what, if I am going to get out here and start playing these festivals and venues, what am I going to be happy playing every night, because right now, the good thing about restaurant gigs is I've got the versatility to play anything I want, I've got... You know, two, three hundred songs that I'll cycle through and, and shout out to you. Like last time I heard you play here, uh, you played a Pony Bradshaw song. Did do a Pony Bradshaw dear, song. Dear friend time. of mine, Ten by Ten, you did. Yeah, Ten by Ten's and his <coughs> his latest album, North Georgia Rounder, mm-hmm. is probably the best thing I've heard in the past you know two, three years. Who else has been on your radar? Brent Cobb's new album's good. Uh, I've been listening to it a little bit, especially the funkier songs that get back to that sound that he had on uh, Providence Canyon. I've been listening to uh, the new Tyler Childers a little bit, uh, which I enjoyed as a whole more than his last project. I thought it was a really good album. Uh, I've been going back to a lot of Dead, a lot of Allman Brothers, a lot of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, uh, stuff like that. You know, trying to trying to dig into that psychedelic type sound and find ways to incorporate that into a into a swampier and funkier sound. Yeah, we mentioned uh, the Alabama Astronaut podcast earlier and just going to A. Partridge and there were other players like him at that time when I would watch them at a live show, they were approaching the guitar like a banjo and that encouraged me to throw my pick away. Yeah. And to just like change the way that I'm looking at a guitar. And uh, to and from a blues, a Delta blues or hill country uh, standpoint, is to always have that thumb thumping the bass. Right. And, you know, being a little more melodic with the fingers. But, uh, and I, I bought a banjo, and that's really helped me with the way that I've been approaching guitar. Have you got, like, when you're thinking about styles and solidifying, like you said, you're leaning more psychedelic at the moment. Is there anything that you're working towards, like a particular style? Uh, like I said, kind of that psychedelic, funky, swampy, bluesy... Uh, sound 
I, I don't even know what you would equate it to. You know, maybe if uh, maybe if the Almond Brothers were a little spacier. You know, if uh, I like that. <laughs> Uh, it's you can't say if Pink Floyd were bluesier because they were plenty bluesy, but the songs weren't. The, the songs were a little more exploratory. Uh, but you know, just something that takes elements of all those things and pulls them together into something that's that's not a direct correlation to anything else. You know, right we've got Led Zeppelin. We don't need Brett Benfleet. Yeah. Hot topic. It is a hot topic. That's that's about all I'll say about it. But I don't want to. Uh, if I'm going to do something that's going to be mine, you know, I can go out and play other people's songs and have a good time doing it. If that's mm-hmm. what I want to do. If I want to do something that's mine, I want it to. Uh, I want it to have its own, its own soul and its own life force and, and be different from, from whatever else you would want to compare it to. What do you make of the Oliver Anthony debacle? Oh, you you want to get <laughs> testy, don't you? I, I'll, uh, I've stayed out of it, but I'll weigh in here. Uh, you know, Oliver Anthony, uh, before I touch the controversy, has a lot of good songs. Yeah. Uh, the song Virginia is incredible. Uh, I think he's Ain't Got a Dollar is another one that's mm-hmm. a pretty good song. I like both uh, of those over the one that blew up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They're, what, uh, Rich Man North of Richmond? Yeah. I mean, Virginia, if... I don't care who wrote that song. I think it's an incredible song. I think it is a great song. Um, I guess my thing would be, and like this doesn't get that testy, is like your thought on like someone coming out of nowhere like that, and then he had the uh, the show at the iconic Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville, and uh, then you had a whole social media war between him and his story of what happened and what happened reported by Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, were two different stories, and like what it sounded like to me was um, a big, uh, how to put it, he needed management, he needed help, and for someone to blow up that quick overnight, he had no idea to, to handle what was what was happening to him, if that right. makes sense. It, it does make sense, and if it happened to me, it would be the exact same thing. I've got no, no clue, you know, what should someone that has a number one hit on the radio be asking for to go play at Cotton Eye Joe's? And he was out of nowhere, like no history of anything. It was just, you know, uh, I think social media influencers found that song, shared it on their social media, and next thing you know, we're talking millions of hits. Right. And, you know... And politically driving something that should have never been that political. Exactly. You know, it, it... I don't think the song blowing up is his fault. I really don't think he was a part of that. I think he was used by a lot of people that had nefarious intent, mm-hmm. and it worked. And that's the power of the collectivism in in the country right now. You know, if if something is on my side, I'm gonna go grab it. Or if it's something I disagree with, I'm gonna go bitch about it on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I I'm heavily political. And I try to keep that out of anything. As you, as you should. As you should. Because it is so divisive. And, you know, this is what I'll say as far as, as politics goes. I'm for freedom and I'm for everybody having access to freedom. And everyone being able to live the way they want to live. And if it's not bothering you, leave them alone. And support them and help them out. If someone's marginalized, if someone needs help, give them a hand. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just... 
be nicer to each other. It, it may be a pipe dream and it may be, you know, a utopia that we'd never see, but, you know, if everyone would just be a little bit nicer, we'd be in a lot better place. Yeah, dude, I'm very live and let live. Right. And, you know, sometimes I'll see something, you know, social media and I want to get in the fight, but have you ever changed anybody's mind arguing with them on social media? Not at all. So my thing is now is, like, when I see something like that or if I post something and someone takes it the wrong way, just to throw them completely off guard, I'll just day drinking, question mark. Right. Just, huh? Are you, why are you that mad? you got to be sipping on something. And, like, they always drop back, and it, like, it completely changes their perception. Right. They was like, oh, I am coming off like that. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not putting out the face I want to put. And it's easy behind the keyboard. And, you know, a song, and to touch another divisive topic, I think the What's person. What's going on back here? Oh, sorry. <laughs> there goes another Munson. <laughs> Monson uh, just Monson. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I think the best song about that is, is a John Mayer song, Belief, that talks about exactly like that. No one has ever changed their mind from reading the paint on a song. Belief is a beautiful armor but makes for the heaviest sword. Like punching underwater, you never can hit what you're trying for. Amen. I mean, it's good to have convention, convictions and, and, and things that you stand on, but they're not things to attack people with. It's. I think that's what it boils down to. Is too many people feel like what they believe is something to go beat someone else over the head with, mm-hmm. and that's that's not my belief, and that's not how I'm gonna live my life and you know put myself out there. Right on, dude. Well, let me ask you three more questions, and we'll wrap this up. I really do appreciate the time here. Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk with me this time. First thing I want to ask is, uh, give me an overall of uh, what's your experience of today, man? How have you enjoyed Oktoberfest? Oktoberfest has been great, man, and the day in general. Because uh, well, you asked for more beautiful weather. Not at all. It was a little cool this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I started the day at my son's soccer game, and uh, it was chilly out there. I had to go back to the truck for the blanket, but, you know, now at whatever time it is, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we're sitting about sunny and 72 it couldn't be more beautiful you know great people here you know munson and brothers it it, it's not only run by good people it attracts good people and it's always a good time being here right on uh for people uh following along with your journey and what you're doing uh social media wise where's the best way to keep track on you well if you want to find it all in one place we have the newly launched ericwoodsmusic.com Praise God, man. There's a website now. It's real. Uh, and that's got links to all of my socials. It's got videos. The uh, Time and Gasoline EP, which was released about a decade ago, is up up there. Uh, and some videos and other stuff. So you can go check that out. Or any of the social medias that I'm on are going to be Eric Woods Music. Getting a little distracted by the, the prost. We got some ziggy zaggies going on over there. So, uh... Yeah, and as far as like support, like keeping you on the road, is there a place where people can give if they want to do such? Absolutely. Uh, if you go to uh, go to uh, go to Eric Woods Music on Facebook, and there should be a link at the top. You can click on that, uh, or the link tree on my TikTok, uh, which is Eric Woods Music, uh, has link to my Venmo, PayPal, all that stuff, and it all keeps gas in the tank and keeps us heading towards this eventual EP that'll be hopefully coming out in the spring. Well, there you go. EP coming, hopefully. Fingers crossed. We got the songs. We just got to get the studio. Right on, dude. Last question to walk it out of the door is, uh, what are you, you a reader? 
Uh, a little bit. Not as much as I want to be, but I, I try to read. What's the last thing you read? Uh, the last thing that I've put my eyes on as far as paper goes is The War of Art. I don't remember the author's name, uh, but it's, uh, it's about the creative process and, you know, how to, how to channel that and how to treat it as something that you can tap into and not some mystical muse that floats along every once in a while. Yeah, dude, I get uh, tangled up in a muse from time to time. Right, and it's great when they strike, but, you know, for the six months, eight months, year, two years in between, when you're stuck, you know, how do you get out of it? It's it's a good book to kind of break out of some of those blocks that you might run into. Great advice, man. Well, Eric, thank you so much. Thank you, Alan. It's a pleasure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.